Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. This is a show where I offer personal perspectives to brides and wives and to grooms and guys on things to consider before walking down the aisle, as well as some lessons that will endure before and after the wedding ceremony. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Um, yeah, so I think at the last episode we ran over uh, the venue as a requirement for the traditional wedding and it's my opinion that um, it's not an um, essential per se because the most important thing is that you guys show up at a time and a venue that has been decided by the bride's family and so so long as you do that and uh, it was reached with the right level of authority from the bride's um, family, then you guys have a valid venue for the wedding. So it doesn't really matter whether you show up at the family house in Abuja or Port Harcourt or Lagos or whether you go to the village in Ikot, uh, Ikot Ekmene or, um, you know, Shangivya or Shangisha or wherever. So even though you don't necessarily go to the ancestral home, you're good so long as the decision has been reached by the right level of authority from the bride's side of the family. And um, and of course, if they insist that you go all the way to Shangisha or you go all the way to the ancestral homeland and you have to take a one-hour flight, a three-hour road trip, and then another two hours by boat, if they insist, they're perfectly within their rights and there's very little that you can do about that. Well, in my own opinion anyway, I guess maybe the reason why I reached this opinion quite readily is because um, that is how my own culture views it. I am Tiv and, um, from Benue State and uh, for those of us uh, tribes in the north central part of the region, that is kind of the idea that you're going to beg for a wife and so whatever hoops they tell you to jump through, you will jump. If you think they are unfair, you will do your best to try and... Um, you know, you'll do your best to try and, you know, do some um, horse trading and some negotiating be- behind the scenes. But by the time you get to the formal venue, I mean, basically, whatever they say to do, you'll just go ahead and do. The, the uh, best you can do is beg. Now, funny enough that um, the day after I recorded this, my cousin is getting uh, married. One of my cousins is getting married. And that's going to be the inspiration for the next uh, series of topics that we're going to go over because there are a couple of conversations that um, he would like to have with me and a couple of um, younger men have uh, had with me. When I say younger, I mean younger than I, speaking in relative terms. And so it's going to form the basis of a next series of um, conversations where I'll discuss um, a couple of a couple of things. Uh, no spoilers for now, but when we get to that, we'll get to it. So funny enough that after we recorded the um this episode about the venue i'm speaking to my cousin and lo and behold it's um one of the nagging things that they are currently going through so he and his wife they're cool and um you know as far as they're concerned all the relevant parties are in abuja so they'd rather just have the traditional done in abuja but then again the proper authority in the bride's family everybody says nope you guys have to come to the village and um, it's uh, of course there are considerable expenses involved because if you're going to hold um, a truckload of people uh, to the villa, well, first of all you have to get them to Benue State to Makudi, and that's a um, that's a three-hour or a four-hour trip. And then after you get to Makudi, it's also another um, close to four hours to get to uh, the bride's um, village. 
Now, it's not that the village is that far. It's just that, unfortunately, the roads in my own part of the country, in Benue State, North Central, um, a lot of the villages there, we don't have the sort of development that those of you who are um, based in the South have in your communities because I've been to um, some, uh, well, my wife's village, in quotes, um, she's Isha, and I remember going to the village and I kept telling her, my father-in-law, that, look, you guys call this a village, but this is not a village. You guys have tarred roads. You guys have um, uh, uh, multiple layered buildings. I mean, some people have buildings there, four stories. You guys have electricity. You guys have DSTV. Um, let's see, what else? Um, you guys don't even have primary health care centers. You have full-blown hospitals. So I told my wife and I told my father-in-law that, hey, look, you guys, this is not village. What you guys have at the very least is what we would call township in my own uh, part of the world. So we would call that township. We wouldn't even call that village. So some of you come from villages, in quote, where, you know, your villages are actually pretty neat. I mean, you can drive there. Um, okay, let's say uh, like Isha, for instance, you, you get to Benin and uh there are some Isham villages that are quite literally just minutes away, but that's not the case. You know, when you get to, when you want to drive to um, uh, villages in my own part of the my own part of the world, so you get to Makudi and then trying to navigate to um, okay, like I'm from uh, Shangiv, so you navigate past Boko and then you keep heading and it's it can be a hassle. Anyway, so the bottom line is considerable expenses are going to be involved um, for my cousin because you have to ship and uh, for the bride as well because you have to ship a truckload of people from Abuja to Makudi and then from Makudi um, uh, to the villa. And then, of course, since villa is four hours away, it's not uh, reasonable to expect that everybody's going to be able to get back to Makudi on time because if we take four hours to get there and deliberations last another five hours, um, you know, obviously, we're already in evening time, and because of the security situation in the country, it's not advisable for people to start hot-footing at at night. So accommodation becomes an issue, and um, yeah, so there've been lots of entreaties um, uh, with the people in the homestead to try and see how uh, things can be better managed. But unfortunately, it is what it is. If they say come to the villa, then hey, you just go to the villa, no matter how. Uh, begrudging, um, begrudging it is. So anyway, that's uh, that's it about a venue. I guess I just wanted to show you guys that um, these are living, uh, real and living issues because you know currently in my own family, we're getting ready to walk down uh, the aisle with one of our little ones, one of our younger cousins, and uh, lo and behold, you know these are some of the issues that we are facing. So uh, let's see what else. Okay, so now the final on uh, today. It should be the subject of two extra podcasts, but I think I'll just slam it into one. So are entreaties a formal and essential part of the traditional wedding? Now the entreaties, as I call it, the part of the wedding where we're done with um, the essentials, the bridal covenant has been exchanged and everything. And then um, typically the opening salvo would start with... uh, uh, the elders from the bride side of the family, you know, an older person might stand up like in my own, uh, at our own wedding uh, to say, oh, thank you very much for coming. Oh, thank you people from Benue State. We know that you guys really uh, traveled really far to get here. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, we're glad that we're making progress and blah, blah, blah. We're done with the most important thing. But before we leave here, there are a few things that we have to tell this uh, young man. 
you know, in our place, uh, we treat our women as princesses. So it's not going to be heard that you lay a hand upon um, uh, our daughter. So um, uh, knowing that now, are you sure you're still willing to go ahead with this union? You know, stuff like that. Uh, that was in my own wedding. And then um, let's see what else. Another person, another person uh, stood up and then addressed everyone, of course, and then also addressed me. Um, about how we're supposed to be mature in marriage and when we have um, matters this is the best way to resolve the re uh, the dispute you know you guys keep things within yourselves if you have any problems these are the proper people to talk to on and on and on then he sat down and another person stood up and said um, uh, you know young man uh, uh, be faithful in marriage temptation will come uh, finer ones will be born you know more sexier ones will be born but the one that is right for you is the person that is sitting right next to you right now and that's because you used your two eyes and you saw her with her strengths and her deficiencies and you decided that this was going to be the woman that you're going to marry. And so in the future, always remember that, that the one that you see outside who is taller, finer, yellower, darker, um, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, she might have one or two qualities that you think is lacking in our daughter who is sitting next to you. But... Um, just remember that the converse is also, is also true. She might be taller, shorter, yellower, darker, thinner, smarter, dumber, you know, whatever it is that you think you're looking for. But she's also going to lack those essential qualities that you have found in our daughter. And that is the reason why you called us um, here today. So just bear in mind that <clears throat> the final one will be born decide right now that the one that was meant for you is the person who is sitting beside you and we had lots of beautiful um, advice like that now i'm a wedding photographer and i cover lots of traditional weddings and unfortunately it is at this point of the ceremony that you find that the bride and the groom just zone out you know you find that maybe they're gisting with themselves or this is habit i'm trying not to be too judgmental because well it's not my wedding but there's this habit that modern day brides seem to do and that is that it's at this part of the ceremony that they're, um, you know, tweeting and then updating their Instagram and stuff like that. So I guess for the modern day bride and groom, they have already decided that the entreaty sanction is not an essential part or a formal requirement for the traditional wedding. And guess what? They are absolutely right. It is not an essential part and is not a formal part for the traditional wedding because the important things, the deliberations and the exchange of the bridal covenant has already happened. So... Uh, what are we doing when it comes to this entreaty section? What we are doing here, even though it's not an essential part, it's still a useful part because there are some elders who are gathered here today who, realistically speaking, are not going to see you for another couple of years because, let's face it, um, I haven't seen my uh, our wedding sponsors in the last maybe two years. We talk once in a while, but we haven't physically seen in the last two years. And with the experiences that they have had in marriage, especially since they are much, much, much older than us. I mean, at the time, Patience and I were getting married. Patience is my wife's name. At the time, Patience and I were getting married. Um, I was in my uh, 30s. I think I was close. Yeah, I was about mid-30s. mid, mid 30s. I mean, there were some people there who stood up to say, uh, to give us some advice, who had been married longer than I had been alive. So they're just trying to give us, you know, some two cents to carry on um, uh, for that day and so even though it's not an essential part um, even though it's not a formally essential part of the whole process I really think that for those of you who are getting married getting ready to walk down the aisle in 2021 
you should pay attention during this because your uncles, your aunts, they've been through a couple of things and they think that some of these instruments, sorry, some of these um, um, tips and tricks that they're about to give you might be instrumental to building a fruitful um, union. And then again, looking at things from a Christian point of view, uh, you never know which avenues that God uh, uses to pass across um, messages and who uh, he might use in your life to be an instrument of grace. And when I say instrument of grace, I mean in a loose, in a loose term, not in the strictly uh, theological uh, sense of the term. So, is it absolutely essential to have entreaties? No, because I've even seen families that make sure that the entreaty part is totally cut out. You know, somebody stands up to talk, then when the person finishes, they say, "Ah, well, thank you very much." Uh, if anybody else has any advice to give, you know, they can see the couple uh, in private much later because we have their phone number. So, yeah, some families do um, cut that out. So, if it's if you don't want it to be a part of your wedding, that's Mr. Bride. Sorry, I don't know I keep making that mistake. So, Mr. Groom and uh, Lady Bride, if you guys are getting ready to walk down the aisle and you really don't think the entreaty should be part of the process, then make sure you raise it with Momsy and Popsy right now so that uh, that part of the ceremony will be killed. Whether because you're worried about time and you guys need to get to the after party or, or whatever but if it happens to be there then uh, please don't use that time to start instagramming and tweeting and um, you know updating social media and all that you know uh, pay attention i know that for the bride particularly at that point of the day you're tired you've been sitting for two hours in makeup and preening and then um you haven't even had your um, breakfast or your lunch and then there's all the marathon dancing that everybody expects you to go through because you're dancing with your girls and then you identify it and then you go away and then you dance back out again and um, uh, then you identify your husband and then you go away and then you change your clothes and then you come, you dance out again and then you dance with your husband then you dance with your uh, father and you know, it's dance, dance, dance. So I know that for most brides, you're absolutely tired and knackered by that point. But if you can, try and pay attention. Let's get your chief bridesmaid to try and sort you out with some, sort you out with some small chops or something. But you know, pay attention. There's some useful stuff that you can remember there. So that's it for those of you who are getting ready to walk down the aisle in 2021. For those of us who are married, um, be sure to get your wedding video if you had those parts of the ceremony recorded and listen back again and uh, pay attention to those things because there actually is some advice there that um, will be useful for you guys for all time. So there's lots of fun memories and there's lots of useful advice there that will last for, uh, that is good for all times. Like in my case, our sponsor, um, actually they're, they're called witnesses in, uh, in Catholic weddings. So our witness to uh, our wedding also happened to be one of the elders at the wedding. And so it's one of the things that he said, you know, he said, young man, you guys are getting ready to uh, uh, move this thing forward. Um, I want you guys to know that um, uh, there will always be problems in life and in marriage, but just bear in mind and all of us who are gathered here today can attest that every single problem has a solution. And that is something that has come in handy and, uh, in, um, my, in my marriage with patients. You know, no matter what it is that we've had to go through, whether we're having um, issues between us because of difference, differences in understanding or expectations, or even if it's financial difficulties, and unfortunately, as a family, we've had to, that's patients and I, we've had to deal with tragedy, 
you know, um, loss of a brother, loss of a child, um, you know, in all the ups and downs that we've had to go through, that thing has always rang true in my ears that every single problem has a solution. I mean, there's always, um, there's always that, uh, not always, but there are times of that darkness in the night, but we know for sure that uh, joy comes in the morning. And if it's a problem, that is uh, not a matter of life and death. We can always find a solution. And so that's one of the things that have rested with me. And also, especially the part about the other advice about the taller, shorter, yellower, darker, blacker, smarter, dumber, sexier, whatever it is about that, uh, that part about that other person being born. It has always come, always come in handy as well because God willing, um, I have not strayed. And the Lord willing, I will not stray. Um, but that is advice that has always uh, come in handy because there are times that, um, you know, let's face it, I'm a wedding photographer, so we're out on the job and you have all these um, PYTs, you know, pretty young things all over strutting their stuff and things like that. So, yes, I will admit that there are times that, um, you know, members of the photography crew or video crew, um, you know, start passing glances, you know, say, uh, and this babe, she, you know, she said, uh, you know, this one is hot, this one is this, this one is that. And uh, that's always useful advice to always bring things back down to earth because, of course, a couple of us um, on the team um, are already married. I think there's only one guy on the crew right now who isn't uh, married. Yeah, he has a girlfriend, but he's not married. So most of us are married. And so it's always a nice way to bring it down to earth. That, okay, I mean, boys, let's, let's focus on the job at hand. You know, there will always be... a Smaller, taller, yellower, darker, finer, more set, whatever. You know, let's let's focus on the job and uh, let's get this thing done. Okay, so let me wrap it up here today. I've ended up taking too much time on entreaties. So tomorrow I'll bring this to a close with um, item number seven and whether that's an essential and uh, formal part of the native and traditional wedding ceremony. So thank you guys for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.